parents, it's time to celebrate. The new On Purpose Parents podcast, a Saddleback Parents podcast has arrived and we're here to help you win at parenting. As parents ourselves, we know that parenting is the toughest, most important job on the planet. You can't possibly do it alone. And now you don't have to because we're your people. Connect with us by texting the word parents to the number 83000, visiting us at onpurposeparents.com and tuning in every Wednesday with Kurt, Grace, and Chris for tips, ideas, and encouragement to help you win at being an on-purpose parent. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back. So glad to see you. We, we can't see them. I don't know why I would say that, <laughs> but um, they can see us if they're watching on YouTube. We can see them in our hearts. We can see them in our hearts. <laughs> if they're watching on YouTube, they can see us. That's a hot new feature. that We think it's hot. It's very, YouTube's not hot. We'll it, see. <laughs> we'll see what people say. YouTube is hot. It's just not new. I don't know. I am rambling out of the gate. I'm rambling. Um, but you know why I have YouTube on my mind is because if people are watching on YouTube, they can see this placard. Pla- yeah. Placard mm, plaque. That's beautiful. The silver plaque behind Grace's left shoulder so nice. is a YouTube. When you hit 100,000 subscribers, YouTube sends you a silver plaque congratulating you for 100,000 subscribers. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That is not... <laughs> you're a little, you're a little drum premature. Roll, drum roll. You're a little premature. Well, it's okay to applaud. You're just not applauding for our podcast. <laughs> right. Um, or our YouTube channel. We stole we, it. We, we are in we our it. kids' ministries, one of our kids' ministries' offices, and they have our children's ministry, their YouTube channel, over 500,000 subscribers, amazing. which is yeah. bonkers. That's YouTube so cool. sends you a plaque at 100,000 and they don't send you another one until a million. Oh, really? Apparently. I didn't know that. So That's they got picture. the they got the silver 100,000 member subscriber thing a, a year ago or whatever. But we're already over not we, they are already 500,000 subscribers. Yeah. So parents, if you have elementary age kind of birth through 5th grade and you want some wholesome Bible-centered, we basically put our entire curriculum, and we have these things we call the Heyo Bible Stories. They're animated Bible stories. They're on the Kids Ministry YouTube channel. Saddleback Kids. Just search Saddleback Kids on on YouTube. You know, a better way to get to that is go to youtube.com slash Saddleback Parents. Scroll to the bottom, and we have a link there. Oh, perfect! You could click on that sounds. Kids. That sounds better for us. It, it's it doesn't sound nice better for us. the parents. It sounds like an extra. You just create an extra step. <laughs> it's well, sort of like the parents, they have to go through us to get to the good stuff. As the parents are going through, they're yeah. scrolling and they're like, "Oh my gosh, there are like hundreds of resources I didn't this even know true. about for Saddleback parents." That's true. I'm going to click on. I this hear one. you. There are hundreds of resources that they don't know about because we do not have a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. Although Chris, producer Chris, we do have a, a fledgling YouTube channel. And there's like what fifteen hundred subscribers or something. Yeah. So yeah. it's not. It's not. That's great. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. It's nothing. We'll take it's it. nothing to, to scoff. It's not Mr. Beast or yeah. Anything. Oh but my kids are so yeah. into that right now. Who's Mr. Yeah. Beast. Oh know. my goodness. I know who we'll Mr. Have to tell I know you who Mr. It. Bean is. No. That tells you how old no. I am. Do <laughs> you know who Mr. Bean? Guy? Yeah, the British guy. <laughs> I went. I, in, I, I went into a restaurant the other day at the food court yeah. down here, the, the, like a kebab restaurant. And they've got a TV, and most of those most of those restaurants are showing sports or something. They're showing old, 
like 1970s Mr. Bean videos <laughs> <laughs> with no volume on. It's just Mr. Bean doing this shit. So random. So, anyway, hey, thanks for joining us. We are in the middle of a little series. We don't always do series, but we are doing a series on boosting different aspects of your family. And today, Grace, we're going to jump right in yep. because we just wasted a bunch of time <laughs> on total nonsense. We're going to jump right in with how do we boost um, like our ability to connect with our children? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, producer Chris, if that was one of a popular question in, in the when you got questions submitted, but I know this as a youth pastor, one of the questions I get a lot, and it's 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 more with parents of teenagers mm. than it is with younger parents, is how do I connect with my kids? I've I feel like I'm losing the ability to connect. Mm. When not my kids are younger, it felt a little more natural. They didn't have as much going on. Mm -hmm. Their world, when you have younger children, their world is smaller. And as your kids get older, their world gets bigger. And there's more stuff that they're interested in, involved in. There's more things sort of um, competing for time. And oftentimes, as our kids get older, it's tough to connect with them. Um, And sometimes, frankly, they're developing personalities and interests and hobbies that maybe we're not all that interested in or adept at and that that makes it tough to connect because there's just not like a natural place to connect over right if you're both into surfing then there's an automatic built-in place to connect Um, or if you're both into cooking or baking or gaming or whatever it might be if you don't have those natural um, interests that align it feels tougher to connect but it doesn't have to be and so we're going to talk today about how do you connect with your children. I don't think it's only for parents of teenagers. I think this might be a little bit extra helpful for parents of teenagers, maybe. Right, right. What do you think? Yeah, and I also think, though, and I think that's going to be one of the tips that I have. If you want to get to that point where you're connecting with your teenager, you need to start thinking about it now when right. they're younger. Yes. You know, if you if you feel like you didn't really invest in connecting with your kids through their you know, elementary days, middle school days, yeah. and now they're a teenager, it might be, you know, not too late. I don't want to say it's too late, but more challenging than if you had invested in For now, sure. even when it's easier. In the, same, in the same with so many other aspects of parenting. Right. You, yes. you, you don't really have a strategy for how you're going to correct slash discipline your children and you don't do it very well. Or maybe you, you go, man, we got to really tighten the screws but you do it when they're 13, 14, that's a tough time. Yeah. Right. Or, um, for, for parents who are Christians and maybe you've not been in the habit of ever going to church as a family or ever praying with your kids, you might pray for them, but you don't pray with them. And then all of a sudden you think, Oh, that'd be a good thing to instill. Mm, but if you roll into yeah. your 16 year old's bedroom and say, Hey, I'd like to start praying you ever praying with you every night. Right. Or communication. Right. The best way to be in a really good communicative relationship with your 15-year-old is if they don't know any different, to your point. Mm-hmm. And you've always been in communication with your kids. That's all they know. And you're not kind of inserting this new... Um, I felt that with my own son. As he got older, I felt it was way more important that we have these father-son talks. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, again, his world was getting bigger. And I, there was things that were a little bit more concerning to me about his world. And so I want to talk, but we didn't have a, we had this, a great relationship, but I had never 
really had the a habit of ongoing mm. fatherly advice to my son. Mm. You know, I, I, I kind of thought he's just catching it as we do our thing. I think he was, but I suddenly, when he was 13, 14 years old, started saying, Hey Cole, let's go out to eat. I want to talk to you about something. Mm. And he'd be like, oh, gosh, <laughs> here, here we go. <laughs> my, if my if, if dad says he wants to take me out to dinner, what? we're going oh, to talk. That, that means we're talking about something. <laughs> OK, so those are just examples of yeah. of jump, having it going. Right, right. Don't insert a brand new habit all of a sudden have some stuff going ongoing since the time they're little. But exactly. let's jump into our specifics. What are some tips? What are some practices that parents can do to connect with their children? All right. You want me to kick it off? Sure. Okay. So I'll start. My first tip is to be curious. Mm. And I love that word. And I found that, you know, one of the best ways to get into the mindset to even have, to be able to even see the opportunities to connect with your kids and not miss out on those opportunities is to be curious. And then conversely, I've found that the things that can you know, sort of hamper connection is when you feel like you've ar- you already know your kids. Like it's very easy to just feel because you're with them all the time. I, I know them. I know my kids. I don't need to ask them questions. Right. I already know what they're thinking, what they're going to do. Or you might have this sense of kids should be this way. And so my job is just to mold them into this shape, mm-hmm. into this, you know, way of being. And that hinders you from being curious right. and like wondering, like, you know, maybe my child is something different because you're sort of like, you know, you know, singularly focused on this is the way kids should be. This is the right way kids should be. And you're sort of closed off to that curiosity. And I find mm. that such a beautiful word. When I was uh, pregnant with my first kid, I remember being like so nervous, like what's going on inside my body? Like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. And one trip to the doctor's uh, appointment, I was really anxious. Like, is everything okay? I don't know. And I remember praying and I just had this thought and it's a thought that's really comforted and encouraged me, but it was this like image of like God handing me this present, this wrap present. Mm. But he was like, so excited. He was like, you know, the present represented my child. And he was like, in, in my mind, he's like, I can't wait for you to see like what I've done. Like, I can't wait for you to unwrap this gift. And it's like so exciting. And first that really comforted me, but also it's reminded me over the years, like, oh, my children are like a gift. Like when you uncover a gift, you s- sort of don't know what you're going to get. And there's that little excitement of like, what's, what's it going to be that that same mentality I could apply to my kids like oh what's their personality like what are their love languages what's what do they you know what are their strengths what did they not like to do what when are they at their best when are they at their worst it's there is this joy of discovery I think as parents Mm. that sometimes we forget about so yeah I think when we remember that our kids are different and but it's also exciting to kind of discover who they are, that really puts us in this mindset where, where we can um, be able to connect with them more based on who they really are. Gotcha. And that opens the door. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. When I hear be curious, I also think of um, the, the types of questions we ask. Mm. Instead of just, why'd you do that? 
What's going on? What were you thinking? There's a classic parent question. What were you thinking? Which is, <laughs> it's not a question. It's an accusation, really, right? I mean, it's an accusation, what you're thinking. Um, but a curious question is, hey, have you ever wondered why the world create, you know, fill in the blank? Have, hey, I'm curious. What do you think about when you hear what's going on in the news? Yeah. Hey, I, I noticed that you and your friends were outside this week more than normal. Like what, what's going on that suddenly you guys are going outside more instead of just playing video games. I think it's awesome, but I just wonder like what, what's changed. You know, you ask these curious questions that opens the door to connectivity because of what it's saying to your children is you're interested in their world yes, more yes. than just you are interested in like them doing the chores and being the cookie cutter kid that you've kind of in your mind created, they should be. Um, so I like it when you, when you think of, if you combine those and think this is a precious gift and I, I get to unwrap it and see it's I, I, the image I had when you were telling us when you, you're digging through the tissue, right? Yeah. In a gift. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, All what, the tissue paper. I gotta, yeah. Dig through it and see, see what this is. It, it's sort of like that when you're raising kids, there's a lot of tissue paper mm. that you're, you're opening up and you're discovering and when you see that it's a unique child that's different than your previous child oh, or, yeah. or if it's your firstborn, totally. you know, your second one's going to be different than your first one. That if you see them that way is this unique gift from the Lord and you're willing to like ask mm -hmm, truly mm -hmm. curious questions that are unique to them. You might ask your son questions that are totally different than you would ask your daughter. At, at, at least you should. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay. So, so be curious is yeah. one way to connect. And that's more of a mindset, right? So yeah. if you have a curiosity mindset, you're going to be just more naturally connected to your kids. But also the tip that you gave, which I think is a good practical tip is ask maybe these open-ended curious questions. Yeah. That's something parents could think this week. How many times am I actually asking my kids Curious questions, yep. you know? So my first tip is something that my wife and I started doing when our daughter turned maybe 16, 15. We might have been a little bit late in the game, but it, but it was okay. Um, and we kind of stumbled upon it. And there's actually a pastor on our staff who he, he tells me that he has told many people that this is his single best parenting advice he's ever heard. Ooh. I go, wow. Okay. And, and what it is is we decided that when our teenage children – if our teenage children invited us, we would say yes. Mm. If we had the means and the time to say yes to whatever they invited us into, we would say yes. So if my son said, hey, dad, you want to go see a movie? Yes. Hey, dad, you want to you go to the skate park? Yes. Anything that they invited, not, not, hey, dad, can you take me to the mall and drop me off? That's not an automatic yes. But anytime they invited us into their world, to do something together, we would say yes. That's so good. And that single decision that we made was a lot of work. Yeah. I um, but I'll tell you what, it was a game changer for us. Oh. A game changer. The younger they are, the harder it is. You can't really, really adopt that mindset because younger children are asking you all the time, can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do oh, this? Yes. Can we do that? That's, right. And, and you just don't, true. you just can't say yes to everything. But as your kids get older, their window, again, their world's bigger. Mm. So the time and the time that they have to spend time with mom and dad and their desire to spend time with mom and dad shrinks. And so for us, it was, man, we're never going to say no to an invitation to spend time with our kids. Wow. 
Um, so that would be my tip to connect with your kids, especially teenagers, is if they ask an, an invitation to spend time with you. Well, that's great. Well, actually, my third point is very similar or almost the same with yours. So I think I'm just going to jump down to that right now. So my third point, which I'll share now, was be inviting. Oh, yeah. And it really matches with what you were saying that, you know, for you, you want to say yes to your teenage aged kids. For parents of younger kids or elementary kids, you were right. Like they're always asking us questions and we're always saying no, because almost we feel like we have to like, no, you can't have three scoops of ice cream. No, right. you can't run through the house with muddy shoes. No, you can't have a water balloon fight with your sister in our new living room. It's like, no, 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 no. And I find that when you get into that pattern of saying no, even when your kids ask you to, if they can help you, it's just easier to say no. So I've had my daughters, you know, at this age have a lot of curiosity of, you know, wanting to be part of what we're doing. So for cooking or putting together an Ikea desk, they'll come to us and be like, oh, what are you doing? Can I help? And usually my reaction is no, it's okay. Part of it is I feel like, oh, this is boring adult stuff. Right. So, you know, you, you guys- think you want to help, but you really yeah, don't. Yeah, you don't want to help. It's yeah. okay. You go do your fun stuff. So I just say, no, it's okay. Or also a part of me is like, oh, if you help, it's just going to be a hindrance. Like you're too young to actually really help. But one of the things that Sam and I have been trying to be more intentional about is building a team culture, a hmm. team mindset in our family. And part of that is doing projects together and doing activity together, working towards a goal. And so, so one of the things we've thought about is if we only wait to say yes to them to help us, if they're older and competent enough, then by the time they're actually competent and able to really help us, like it might be too late. They yeah. might not be interested anymore right. to what we were saying earlier. So now when let's say my eight-year-old Zoe comes and asks like, oh, can I help you with dinner? I'll say most of the time, I'll say, yes, let right. me find something for you to do. Right. And it's really been a really great boost to that teamwork. Well, yep. she'll help me do something and we'll give each other a high five. And it really does give that boost to that yeah, connection. That's good. Well, that is very similar to saying mine was, yeah. mine was say yes. And yours is don't say no quite so often. Yeah. Um, another thought that just jumped in my mind would be, and if you have to say no, when you said the water balloon fight yeah. in the living room, well, of course, parents, if your kids want to have a water balloon fight in the living room, you have to say no, but there's alternatives, mm. right? Well, we can't do that, but we could, and you come up with a, a different idea. So you're, you, you don't have to say a hard no. It can be, well, we can't do that. But we, what we can do is, marshmallows. is we're going to have marshmallow a snowball fight, fight with marshmallows. <laughs> we're going to have a snowball fight with marshmallows. I yeah. love Producer that, Chris. Producer Chris coming in hot right there. That's so great. That's, That's a really good idea. I was going to say, yeah, I get like squish balls or whatever and have a, a fight in your living room. With, but marshmallows is perfect. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. Yeah, there you go. I love it. So and then you have that, a snack built right. in right afterwards. So it's, too. it's a no, but it's not a it's not a hard no, mm. right? It's still a fun no. Okay, my my next thought, and we'll we'll kind of move a little quicker through this one. It's pretty basic. Is when you want to connect with your children, connect on their terms, not yours. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is, oftentimes in our attempts to connect with our kids, we connect with what we like to do. Mm. So I really love fishing, so I'm going to teach my daughter how to fish. And it turns out she doesn't like it, but I'm going to keep trying to teach her how to fish. And I'm going to, I'm going to go fishing 
on Saturday morning, whether she comes with me or not. Mm. So I hope she, if she wants to spend time with dad, she's going to learn how to like to come fishing as opposed to going, okay, my daughter's not into fishing. Well, what is she into? Well, she would rather go for a bike ride. And that's where the sacrificial part of parenting comes in <laughs> is because maybe to connect with your daughter, instead of going fishing, you have to go on a bike ride. Um, and so figure out what their terms of the connecting are. What do they like to enjoy? How much time do they like to spend? Um, what, what days, nights of the week do they, the, going back to like that window of conversation that we talked to a long time ago, talked about a right, long time right. ago, most kids also sort of have a little bit of a window of connecting. There's mm -hmm. just times when they're more open to hanging out with mom and dad. Well, that's their terms. So connect on their terms, not only on your terms. That's good. I like that. Hmm. Okay. My last point is to be present and mm. to focus on that. So parents, I believe we are very good. We're very expert at multitasking. And part of it is survival. You know, so a lot of the times when we're engaging with our kids, we are doing something else. So we're talking to them about their homework while we're unloading, you know, the dishwasher, you know, we're making dinner while we're asking them how their day was. They come at, ask us a question and we're, uh, you know, putting the groceries away and answering at the same time. Now, those connection points are not bad. I mean, that's part of daily life. But if that's the only way that we are really connecting with our kids when we're sort of distracted and multitasking and doing something else, it makes that relationship and that connection stay at a shallow yeah. level. I think of it a little bit like, you know, if you go to a social gathering or a party, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but um, when you like walk into a room and you see all these people and you like come up to someone, and you start chatting and you do the small talk, but you have this sense like they're not really present with you. But the, and the clues might be they're talking to you, but their eyes are sort of like, looking around the room, maybe mm -hmm. they're looking for somebody else or maybe yeah. they're distracted or maybe you're that person. You know, you've been that person at a social gathering where you're talking to someone, you're like, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. but your, your mind is somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. And it's not bad, but when you're in those situations, um, sorry, oh. <laughs> My, for some reason, <laughs> you is... think I'm the sound effects yeah. guy. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like I don't know why. I'm like, that's did happening. I, what button did I push? <laughs> sorry. Here? sorry there. Whoops. Kurtz in demand. His phone, his phone is ringing. At my age, that's my uh, my timer. It's time to use the restroom. Here. Oh, gosh. Just a reminder. Time to time oh, to go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man. That's well, awesome. do you need to go to the restroom? No, I'll be okay. You're okay. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. okay. <laughs> can you make it through the end of the I episode? Can. Okay. You're talking to him. Well, if you thinking. guys, He's if you would quit, attention. if you would, think, yeah, his eyes exactly. He's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. But yeah, so. That those type of conversations aren't bad, but it does, you know, doesn't give you the sense that you're really vibing with this person and connected or you don't feel a lot of warmth or right. ex even excitement yeah. about that conversation. And I think that's the same with our kids. If we're only talking to them at that surface level, we're not going to get that right. excitement yeah. or the feel good, like bonding. And so one practical tip I would have for parents that's worked really well for me is to do what I um, called the connecting power pose. And that's when you want to talk to your child, give them the full attention by going down to their level and being at eye level with them. Mm. And I found that that makes such a huge difference. It's like a small, like physical ac action that you're doing, but it's made such a big difference in just almost like an instant connection yeah. boost, especially when younger kids were kind of tantruming. 
So when I went down to their level, I level and I'm asking them, are you, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Like what, what's, what's happening right now? Like being eye level with yeah, them instantly does that boost. Yeah. Now you guys have older kids. So if yeah, your kids are taller than you, I, I don't know say, how that'll work. I was just going to say my son's <laughs> six inches taller than me. So he has to, he has to power pose me yeah. if we want to. Or wanna you need to carry in. a little stool, you know, yeah, like lay exactly. it out and step up. I'm, I'm connecting. Every with time, every time, ta- every time dad puts a footstool out, I know, I know he's going to want to connect with me about something. Uh, uh, that's, that's great. That could be your little connecting the stool. Little clue. Yeah. 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 Here comes well, dad. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, for me to, to wrap up, um, the tip is both and not either or hmm. both and not either or. And what I'm talking about specifically is sort of the ongoing question or debate or quandary of, is it quality time or quantity time when it comes to connecting with my kids? And sometimes we feel like we have to choose one or the other, or we've been taught hey, quality time is way better than quantity time. Um, or we've been taught the opposite. That, hey, you know what? As long as you're kind of like a lot of little connections, you don't need the quality stuff. And I would simply say, I think it's both. Mm. Um, try for both. I, when I think of that, I think of Jesus's relationship style and how he connected with his disciples. It was not parenting, but it was connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And if you read through the scriptures and the gospels, obviously specifically, it seems as if Jesus was a quantity and quality kind of guy. You know, he spent a lot of time with his disciples over the three and a half years that they were together because they, in essence, lived together. They traveled together. They, right. they had sort of dropped everything, left their careers. Some of them left their families for a season to, to be all in with Jesus. And so he was a quantity guy. There was probably a lot of just hanging out. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of stuff that we don't see in the scripture. You just have to, you're kind of filling in the blanks, but you have to assume that there was a whole lot more going on, obviously, in their relationships that was maybe a little bit more mundane, but they were together. Right. right? And Jesus, there was some real quality interaction and quality relationship between him and his disciples. And I think as parents, if we can value both, there there's a lot of value in just the being present, mm-hmm. but, but you don't have to be present at a super deep level. And I don't mean to contradict, this isn't contradicting what you had said, but I think even if you're present, but you're not totally present, mm-hmm. it's better than not being there at all. Right. So an example I would use real quick is my wife um, used to come to our junior high summer camp every year. And um, as our kids got to a certain age, they weren't in junior high yet, but they were kind of high maintenance. And she said, I, I think I'm going to quit going to camp because I can't be all in. And I said, Rachel, a little bit of you at camp is better than none of you at camp. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll take whatever you bring the kids, whatever you can give to camp, your presence, a little bit of Rachel is better than no Rachel. And it, it was, it wasn't a whole lot of quality Rachel presence, but it was a whole week of her being at camp. Um, I think any amount of time with your kids, any amount of presence is better than none. Mm. and a lot of little connections is a good thing. And then you pepper in the occasional more quality, strategic, set aside a dad, daughter, or a mom, son date, or a camping trip just with just your kids and not other family or whatever you can do. That's quality time. A lot of little kind of surfacey level conversation so that when you want to have a deeper, more quality conversation, You've already established that tradition 
Well, my dad talks to me about all kinds of stuff, so it makes sense that he wants to talk to me about something serious. Um, if you can have a both and quality quantity instead of either or, I think that's a good way to connect mm. with your kids. Yeah, and one thing to even add to that, even the quality, you could do it in a short burst of time. Yes. Like one, the thing that I was talking about, about being present and going down eye level, like it could be, you know, like a 30 second conversation that is concentrated as opposed to distracted yep. eye level, you know, 30 seconds of your time fully there can go a really yeah, long way. That's, that's, that's gold. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be long to be good. Right. Okay. Parents, we're going to wrap up. We gave you six tips on how to connect with your kids. Those tips were in no particular order. If they ask, say yes, be inviting or don't say no quite as often. Be curious, be present, connect on their terms, not yours and quantity and quality. Yes. Both and not either or. That's our six nice. tips on how to help you connect with your kids. Thanks for joining us and we will see you next time around. Bye everyone. Thanks for joining the On Purpose Parents podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. If you're listening on our Saddleback Parents YouTube channel, please like and leave a comment. Also, remember to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. You can connect with us by texting the word parents to the number 83000, following us on Instagram at Saddleback Parents, and emailing your comments to parents at saddleback.com. As a huge thank you, you can browse our hundreds of free resources at onpurposeparents.com, all created to help you win at parenting. We'll catch you next time.